0: This is Multi Media. Hi there everyone, I'm Chase Ravs, the host of Multinew Media. Each week we try to meander through the worlds of business and technology and find where they intersect. We do this because we're interested in the topics and we know we're not alone. Sometimes the most amazing exchanges happen after we end the show and just start mindlessly gabbing. After recording episode 37, which was last week's episode, this very thing happened. Luckily, we were still recording because, well, why not? Chris Ayers and I started by talking about the videos that he suggested from DestroyAllSoftware.com in the last episode, but we ended up talking about what a development job interview was like, with me in the hot seat playing the applicant. It all started because I meant to say that I'm really good with CSS, but I misspoke and said that I was really, really good. One thing I've learned is to never do that around any of the other hosts, because they're like the velociraptors in a Jurassic Park movie. Any expression of ego or exuberant confidence like that is to be taken as an invitation for a knowledge takedown. Sadly, Chris didn't hear my attempt to backpedal and remove the second really and humble myself, so the battle began. Why this is really noteworthy is that many of you are like Chris, full-time developers. However, many of you are much more like me, I'm in the business field, not in technology. Sure, I'm in education, training, and consulting, as you hear me share frequently on this show. But my professional umbrella, so to speak, my degrees, my work experience, they're all business. I'm completely self-taught in technology, no joke. Every programming language, scripting language, markup language that I know, self-taught. I took my first web design client sometime around 1996 at the age of 13 and began dabbling with it for myself and others. Uh, And have done so ever since. Completely self-taught. I'm a bona fide corporate trainer for multiple organizations and productivity software, uh, like Excel being my number one area. Self-taught, mostly, at, at least beyond the high school level. Our brief mock interview is useful to those who are outsiders like me, looking into the development world. It's useful for those in the development world that need to learn how to interview applicants and identify talent. It's useful for those students looking for their first career in any field, or for those professionals looking for a second or third career or beyond. We devolve our job interview conversation into a conversation about CSS before discussing the merits of leading questions in interviews. Now, I'll apologize for ending with a manifesto on how the hamburger menu can actually help content come to the foreground and let the organization of the content fall to the background, so... Yeah, sorry about that. Just like episode 37, something was up with my mixing board, so you'll hear some crackles here and there. I'm still working on solving the issue, and my voice, much like you hear it now several weeks later, is and was shot from a very unexpected pollen allergy, which I normally don't get. So I'm having a bit too much fun with cough drops, and you hear that in the audio a little bit, but no matter what, I think you'll enjoy this episode. Take a listen. And email feedback at Multinewmedia.com with any thoughts or feedback you may have on this episode. We really look forward to hearing from you.
1: You should uh, take a look at that video. It's entertaining.
0: Oh, I will. I'm putting it in. <coughs> <laughs>
1: Destroy All Software, they have some some really great little videos. They sell some of them, but um, they have some really great... Um, I got to find it. Um, they had a, this great
0: talk on... Uh, let me I only see five of them here. A Whole New World, Boundaries, Watt. Yeah, Watt. Using your type's good.
1: <laughs> no, Watt. <laughs>
0: Oh God, that's horribly. Um, yeah. No,
1: that th- just the W A T. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch this. It's so good. Pulling it up here. And what happens if you try to assign a to a with a undefined? Nil. Correct. Nil. Wat? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you should read. You should just watch this whole thing. It's like all
0: the only weird
1: that happens in javascript
0: and you should listen to it i know but this is this is the type of stuff i love because you know i think this um long story short when you're learning something everyone says okay you have to go in into the environment and you have to make the thing crash you have to know that if you call uh, let's just take any language you call an array and you ask for an output of an array you need to know the format it's going to come back in you know like all these details and that's really hard to do, and I think humor and something like this is a really good way to remember how the language behaves.
1: Well, it's just showing how
0: the language is. Yeah, I've been really jumping back into the HTML5 stack again, and uh, okay. I'm about to wrap up my uh, my first training on um, UWP. But uh, all that's really taught me is a little bit of XAML. The C# sharp is still.
1: Did you go look at the Microsoft Virtual Academy?
0: Uh, I am actually one of the, the thing I'm going through is is one listed there. It's just like this ridiculously long 80-hour thing.
1: Yeah, and they're all free. It's good, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing is I stopped it for a little bit because this guy, Bob Tabor or whatever his name, he's he's wonderful. Yeah. Everybody knows him online. I figured that Wait, out. Bob what? Tabor
1: okay. Tabor. okay.
0: Like All these people have learned... Through going online, that didn't go to school for it or whatever, but I learned online. All these people know this guy's name. And
1: Whoa, they just canceled Fable Legends.
0: Yeah, yeah. you didn't hear that today? Yeah. I'm kind of well, upset about
1: it. Lionhead always, always oversold every game. Every Fable was like, it's the most, and, and it was the, the, the head of it. Um, well, whatever his name is.
0: It's like Fable One, they said, you know, it's the most immersive and you can plot your course and be whatever you want, good and bad, and I was like, okay, I have like really two tracks I can do, and that's it.
1: And Fable 2, you could marry and have kids and blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah, blah. in
0: Fable 3, I will tell you what, don't ever marry two people in the same village.
1: <laughs> they
0: will take your kids and leave. That's great. Um, but no, I've been trying to jump back in because CSS and JavaScript are just awesome. I'll eventually jump into jQuery, but I'm, I'm fighting it as much as possible because I really want to know the inner workings of JavaScript first. I feel like jQuery is a great thing for people who already know how JavaScript works and don't want to deal with it. I feel like people who learn jQuery to not have to learn JavaScript are doing it wrong. No, that's fine. Um, But that makes sense, right?
1: I guess. um, I think... Oh, oh, I know what you should learn. Hold on.
0: I'll give you an example. Have you ever heard of Font Awesome?
1: Yeah, I've used it all the time. I also use Glyphicons.
0: Okay, so I love Font Awesome.
1: But here's the thing.
0: When I did not know, and I know CSS really, really well, but uh, really well, I'll also give it one really
1: only. Uh, uh, we'll we'll see about that. Um, you know you know the box model, right? Yeah. All right. Um. Sorry, I
0: didn't catch that. But yeah. the the thing that bugged me was sure, I when it. I didn't know CSS very well. Like I knew you know 2005 standards of it. Sure. CSS one or two. And as I was jumping into 3 and didn't quite get it, this would bug me because they're using a um, before pseudo class uh, or pseudo element, whichever one it is. I don't know. I don't know the technicals. Yeah, it's the before. All right. They're using before uh, as a pseudo to insert the font. For me, um, knowing CSS, I thought, well, it's actually a lot easier to take the font, embed it as the at font face, and then just call the letter. Well, no. It, it is. To me, it still is easier to do that. What I've learned is, now that I know CSS3 uh, much better, and I'm I'm assuming this is going to be the same for JavaScript, is now that I know what it's doing, it saves me time because they've built the stuff of, like I'm looking through it right now, uh, here's how to put a basic icon in, larger icon, fixed width icon, turning them into a list, animating them. They've so, pre-built no, that the core thing. functionality, and I, mean, I don't have to worry that, about it.
1: But here's the thing. So you could have brought up Fun Awesome and seen I want to insert an icon Uh of a calculator. I just need to put in span class FA FA dash calc. Right. You're done. You have a calculator.
0: I am done, but that's not how my brain works.
1: That's fine. You don't have to understand how it works. You need to add some icons to your page. You now can do that and move on, because you need to focus on actually making a product,
0: not that. And that's true. How
1: the entire technology behind adding a freaking icon
0: works, but that's that's true. So but th- you
1: they're... compartmentalize and go, I'll file this away for later because I want to come back to it. Right. But right now I'm doing something, so I'm going to just use this and move on.
0: Well, one of the things um, that you, I
1: you were never going to be a successful developer. <laughs> no, but you you, you
0: have to that. you have to understand. That from my point of view, an education point of view, a learning point of view, uh, pedagogical, there is a core uh, baseline functionality. So what that means is I'm not going to have you come in and write a business plan until you know X, Y, and Z. And uh, for me, I want to know what X, Y, and Z are. I want to learn them, and then I want to deploy the tools that are based on top of them. Now, I don't need to know A through Z. I just need to know X, Y, and Z. I need to know the core basics. So that if I get no bind and I say, okay, well, Font Awesome um, isn't giving me exactly what I want. I need to know enough to be able to manipulate it to get what I do want out of it.
1: Here's, here's what you really need to learn. Don't
0: learn it <laughs> until you need it. Okay, no, I'll, I'll give you that. No, no,
1: no, no, seriously.
0: I'll give you that. So
1: just plug in Font Awesome and go because 99% of the time it's use case works
0: but let me give you a particular go. example if i want to in font awesome if i want a larger icon they have uh, a class okay
1: so you put in the icon it doesn't work but you need something bigger you go back you look oh 2x Try right 2X. right it has
0: the fa2x 3x4 well what if i need Move it on. a 3.5x
1: why do you need 3.5 why are you being that guy two, forget three Move
0: on. I'm, well, because I'm giving you a bad example. That but that's why. why uh, and I'm
1: giving you the answer. Let's say it matters. With two or three, it let's, doesn't matter. Let's say it Keep mattered for some reason. It doesn't matter that much.
0: Let's say it's a product that needs to deploy, and this isn't as straightforward as an icon.
1: You know it doesn't matter that much. You gave a bad example. What would you need to
0: know? You would need to know how to set base sizing no, and it's what very that's simple. based upon. I would
1: go and look. I, I would open up font Awesome, Control-F, Find 2X. Copy, paste, change it to 2.5x, look at what 2x, looked at what 3x did, and go halfway in between. Moving on.
0: Next. Does that get you to a point to where you could it down the road? It gets me to
1: the point where I'm pushing code now, and I can work on my next problem. And over time, I'll pick up what I need to pick up. See, you build
0: solutions, though. I, I, I am yep. much more into the side of building the tools that enable solutions. Training people how okay. to think, how you're to think, think gonna, rather than showing them what to think.
1: I don't feel like you're going to get to that point. The developer, Are, are you going to redo Microsoft Virtual Academy? No. Why? Are you going to make videos and content for Microsoft Virtual Academy? No. God, no. Okay. You're not going to change how developers work or learn?
0: No, but there are certain things that I've wanted to do on the web, and I know how people do them. And I don't see efficiency in having to learn those 20 different disparate systems.
1: All I'm saying is, I know a lot of other very successful developers. What we do are, we've learned what we need to learn. Uh, I'm tasked with doing a project. Mm -hmm. I need to add some icons. Pull in Fun Awesome, drop it in, go. Next project, need to add some icons. Pull in Fun Awesome, drop it in, go. At what point? We need to tweak something. At what point? And here's my question for you.
0: At yep. what point would you, as a developer, if that's your approach, at what point would you say, I kind of need to know what technology this runs upon because... Uh, why would I? Well, let's say, okay, let's say I'm the company and you're my developer and I come to you and I say, all right, it's great that we're doing this. It's absolutely wonderful. But we have, um, coming out of graphics, we have some dedicated icons that we want to use. It's part of our branding now. It can't just be any camera. It has to be this camera. Fine.
1: Uh, so why so, would drop it into a sprite and do that?
0: Well, okay, but here's my point: if you've been using Font Awesome, you um, you don't necessarily know the at font face uh, part of CSS. You don't know. Nope. All but of I that. I learned
1: this. I came across it, figured it out, picked it up.
0: And so the sprite cow here.
1: You drop in the images that you want into a thing and it will make the sprite file for you and make the css and it does all the work for you
0: okay i'm going to try this here i'm taking a
1: thing my point is
0: how do i tell it i would go
1: and learn okay so if i had a custom font it would not be a custom font it would be an array of images so i would be like hey i need to add insert some logos i google it find what i needed and start learning I'd see how they did it, and I'd be like, ah. so they're using their own custom font. I can't add to their font. Um, so I would look up custom fa- fonts. Some of these things will make a custom font. There's
0: Icon Moon. Oh, there are some beautiful custom fonts out there for iconography.
1: Right, Icon Moon. You, you probably, uh, I don't know if you've used them. Icon Moon. You can get some free packs. You can pay for packs. I, I'd start learning that stuff when I needed to. Right. I would wait until I needed to fix it, do no, what's only needed.
0: For people who are not me.
1: Um, and, and So guess what? I needed to generate PDFs. Never did it before. I didn't need to know everything about PDFs, but I needed to generate them. What I do? I went and looked for a library because the PDF document is hundreds of pages long. With hundreds of different formats and hundreds of different options, right? There's no way I'm gonna be a PDF expert. Not gonna happen. I
0: I guess this is my question for people who are not me, actual developers, not hobbyists who like integrating this stuff into business. Yep. Um, for actual developers, yep. Is that still true? Because I mean, what type of interview questions do you get? I can imagine. Wouldn't an interviewer say, you know, Hey, do you know how to do this thing, that thing, or the other thing? We don't do that. So what? What happens?
1: I have interviewed multiple, multiple developers. Um, so, if I'm interviewing you for HTML and JavaScript, uh-huh. let's say I'm interviewing you. Let's do this.
0: Yeah. Let's, okay. Well, let's run through an example. So, well, what is is your
1: uh, so? What would you say your HTML experience is?
0: <laughs> oh God, I actually have to. I'm going to interview part. you right oh, now wow. um, for uh, a front-end developer. W- okay so front end developer so sure. for approximately twenty years i've i've dabbled with h t m l never thought i would work in it um i i have taken paid jobs as consulting for it and uh you know a, a keeping up with the specs everything from h t m l three to four point o one to x h t m l to um to now currently with h t m l. five keeping up with the specs and knowing what types of tags are available when and and why to use them
1: okay Uh, Give me a few examples of some semantic tags from HTML5.
0: Uh, Well, some specifically from HTML5, we get new things like the article and the aside and the section tag. And I know that a lot of people have had difficulties with determining whether they should use a div or a section or an article. And uh, really taken a lot of time uh, in in my continuing education to understand the difference between them, semantically when to use them. So, for instance, an article is a piece of something that would be syndicated elsewhere. It could stand on its own. A section is very much a section of a page, and a div is any other type of d- uh, division that isn't accounted for in HTML5. And, and those are, are three examples that I'd give you, even though divi- uh, the div or division tag does come from before HTML5.
1: Okay. So. Um, wow, that
0: was rambling. See, I don't feel good. I'm rambling.
1: No, you're doing fine. See, mm-hmm. when you interview you, you want to talk more and think out loud. Um, mm-hmm. So what type uh, – are you familiar with CSS3?
0: yes. I'm not rambling anymore <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So where do you normally include your style uh, when you're including them on an HTML page?
0: Um, in in the in the head with a link tag
1: okay uh, do you also include your JavaScript there?
0: Uh, I, I do in the head um, yeah I, I occasionally depending on the situation, you will uh, again as needed, catch me either putting a script tag in or actually putting some JavaScript or or CSS on the file but again that's not really good practice and uh, I try to avoid it whenever possible.
1: So why would one want to include the JavaScript tags at the bottom of the body tag instead of in the head?
0: Well we want to make sure that if something's not going to load properly or break in the JavaScript that the rest of the page can be displayed and not interrupt the user experience.
1: Uh-huh. But you're, you're wrong
0: but um, I'll explain later.
1: Um, so in HTML wh- well, what... See,
0: that some- is the legitimate answer I'd give. You're I wrong. mean, it's you like when stuff- Google Analytics brought down a third of the web.
1: No, you're wrong Okay. because the browser can hang on the JavaScript requests, and so the DOM will not render and generate properly, causing visual delays.
0: That's what I By just including
1: said. The, so it's waiting on the JavaScript, and it can't get to the HTML in the bot.
0: That's what I said. So it wouldn't interrupt the user experience for the because nothing will display. Oh, I didn't say because nothing will display, but Right. You said because of an
1: error in loading. Oh. But even if everything's going perfect, Mm -hmm. the browser hangs, waiting for the JavaScript requests to come back in the head Mm -hmm. and does not get the body and start generating the DOM to display. So even if everything's going perfect. You have slower page performance by having JavaScript in the head. Yeah, that's com- that's completely my fault.
0: That's yeah, no, that's my fault. I'm I'm okay. I am wrong the way I said it, but I do. Yes. I mean, I know all of that. So if I were actually interviewing or somebody's interviewing, yes. Oh, you're w- actually interviewing. You should word be it to word watch. it properly. Uh, um, but no, why would they are you want to the include uh, image tags. I'm am so, sorry. What'd you say?
1: Why would you want to include sizes on image tags?
0: <laughs> um. Well, because as opposed
1: to just pointing
0: to the URL. Oh, well, here's the difficulty because you may not necessarily know what the size is. Uh, you do want to make sure that something is conforming to the design layout that you're specifying. And if you have a, a thousand pixel wide image and you have a 200 uh, space allocation, you're either going to get some overflow, you're going to get, depending on the type of tags you're using, whether they're inline or block, you're going to get overflow or you're going to get um, you know actual blocks moving. Uh, it could be a design nightmare.
1: The right answer. Well, that's a fine answer. The correct answer is, the browser does not know what the what size to make the image block, and so the page starts moving and shifting as it loads and downloads the images, which can cause a really poor user experience.
0: See that I didn't, so I actually didn't think about sizes, that.
1: the sizes, the browser knows how big the box is and draws the text mm. around it, and it doesn't shift when the image downloads.
0: See, it. unlike the previous uh, answer where I I knew. Uh, but just didn't say it. That one I was—I legitimately did not think about that downside.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the... But,
0: but then again, there are some of my questions. At what point do people need to learn these things? I mean, what, what's that? I, so I, now no, my question I would it be: up.
1: I did not learn it and go out and seek to learn it. I picked it okay, up. Okay,
0: so if I'm a dev- okay, if I'm 21 well, I'm years old and a developer, I'm not going to get this job because I'm I'm not getting the answers right because uh, I don't know how the DOM works. I no, I, I you know a portion. Answering fine. Me, human you being, I know, experiencing,
1: you're, you're explaining a knowledge of some of it. I'm just testing you. You said that you had extensive knowledge about all this stuff.
0: Uh, no. And so I'm giving it no. to you. I'm, okay, let me eh? clarify. I said I really know CSS3. I made a right. mistake and said really, really. I doubled the really, Hell, really. No, and I no, said, it's fine. And so, I said I only want to put one really there.
1: So what is, uh, so you're familiar with CSS. What's the box model?
0: <laughs> all right. So we have different types, If I hope I'm even saying the right thing. We have different th- type of things that go into the different elements in part of the, uh, the DOM. So we have different things that may be uh, a, a part of, a, of, of any type of block level element or any other type of element. You have borders, you have paddings, you have margin, and understanding how they go together, how they're rendered, how they display, how they sometimes merge, depending on the order of types of elements that you have displayed on page or nodes if you're talking about from the DOM point of view just understanding where all of those are where they overlap so what are the components of the box model yes well you're gonna have uh, i'm gonna focus on on a, a block level element you're gonna have um border padding and margin now your border in the um uh, the, what's the
1: What's the order from outside? In
0: end? the order, it, the outside's going to be padding, then border, then margin on. Uh, uh, excuse me, other way around. A margin on the outside, uh, border inside of that, padding on the inside, of the border, and and then your regular width, of the element under that.
1: Correct. Good job. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know <laughs> why it's... I was I don't know why I was saying that backwards. That I've known like like the back of my hand for fifteen years.
1: What is CSS specificity?
0: Are you familiar with that term? Oh, I don't know that term. Give me layman's term and I can tell you what it is. (laughs) All right. So what is the
1: priority Uh, that elements are selected in? What is the most specific possible thing that you can specify in CSS with a selector? And what's the least specific?
0: I still don't know where we're going. And let me ask you a couple of questions here to understand because I don't know the term. Sure. Are we talking about the order of... Uh, of, uh, you know, which one has higher p- parity of, sure. or are we talking about, uh, what's the
1: most important thing? Specificity is the weight of a rule.
0: <clears throat> so if I'm answering correctly, I'm going to say targeting an element based on its ID.
1: Yes, that's very high. So, uh, what is the, the next step down from that?
0: So by class, uh, I would say by class. I'm not perfectly clear on this, but I would say by class.
1: Okay. Well, you said you're very good at. at uh, I said I'm really good,
0: but I don't know this term, and I'm I'm telling okay, you that. Okay. CSS
1: specificity is something you should know backwards and forwards. So, inline CSS takes the cake. So think about it. there's a.
0: No, digit- I know that. Uh, the, the, no. If you're putting it into the HTML tag, I know that's top. There then are- you can target by ID, then by class.
1: There's a four-digit number. That's generated for every style.
0: That's where I'm only giving one really. I don't know these numbers.
1: Okay. So if it's inline, it gets 1,000. If it's an ID, it gets 100. If it is like an attribute, like text or class or mm-hmm. hover, mm-hmm. it gets 10. And if it's before or after, it gets 1. So it calculates the place in the file and the order of css includes and this tells you exactly which rule which rule is going to apply to a given element and so this is how you can calculate how to override things right so if you get a class applied uh, dot left class and then you have another thing that targets it and tries to move it right they're equal the last one will win if you want to override that you can add an id to it and the class or you can Add two classes or the div dot the class, you can be more specific and you can win that and make that rule apply.
0: That's, um, I have no good answer for that. I don't know the term. Um,
1: Yeah, I know. You don't have to know. The the thing is,
0: I do that in practice, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not a developer, so I don't know the terminology for it. And, well,
1: that's why I asked you.
0: And I don't know the numbers, but I I do know the general order that if I...
1: I interview people, Mm -hmm. I don't always ask them what they say they know because i already you said you knew css yeah so i asked you if you knew specificity you said no i knew you knew most of it Mm-hmm.
0: Anyhow, i do most and of so
1: that. i kind of was poking around trying to see if you knew the answer without knowing the answer yeah did you notice that
0: yeah, I caught it a little bit of that because that's why you, I
1: was like, "So if you have an ID, or you know, what's next?" And then you said "class," which is right. Right. If I said "what's next," it would be maybe a "before." You know th- that.
0: Yeah, one of yeah. Your so I was
1: trying to draw it out of you a little
0: bit. Yeah, and I just I don't know the technical. I, I've never put into no, my no. head the the so what, actual what's
1: that numbers. symbol mean in CSS.
0: Let's see. Hold on. You have um, you've given me a a uh, greater than arrow. Yeah. Um, What's it
1: doing CSS?
0: Mm, what does that do?
1: <laughs> children have.
0: Oh, I don't target, you know, I'm lazy like that. I don't target children except using pseudos. You not
1: worked on serious applications no. that have eight levels of nesting and you need to specifically target uh, the direct descendants of the list element. Mm.
0: And, and one of the reasons why is when I am working on something, Typically, if it is even integrating with a database, and remember, I'm a hobbyist. When it, Even when it's integrating with a database, it's typically one class of, of thing.
1: What does that select?
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, you got a, um, an li within a div tag.
1: So all LIs within div tags. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. If it's an ally outside of a div tag, no. Okay, so So, you're saying that one's going to give me the the children of
1: the the only. So that would probably target nothing, but this would target the ULs directly inside of a div, not two layers down. Like
0: div Mm, space li kind mm, of will be any level below me. Yeah, I don't get that. I've never had a reason, like you said, you learn it when you need it. I've never had a reason to target anything that specifically, to say, okay, I only want the ULs that are immediate child of this div.
1: Oh yeah, we use it all the time.
0: Right, you're not going to see. I see why you were you changed it because you you had before div uh, greater than li. Yeah, you're not going to see li's if you're writing your code properly directly under a div.
1: Right. So.
0: Yeah, I, I see. So I one's called back a
1: child on. selector. And one's called the descendant selector. Mm. If you look at the first answer here, think what child and descendant means. My daughter is my child and my descendant. My granddaughter Mm. is not my child. But she is your descendant. Yes. So the space is a descendant. Any things under me.
0: You know what I tell people? It's like English. I don't know the technicals for English. Like I know what a noun and a verb are. But I don't know an ad, you know an adverb. And a participle blah, participle. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know all that crap, but I can adverbs write.
1: Adverbs are adjectives for verbs.
0: See, this stuff I don't know, but I can write, and that's why do a... you
1: think I'm asking leading questions? Mm.
0: See, you know, I I don't know if a lot of interviewers are really good with asking leading questions.
1: I think I've been doing a pretty good job. No,
0: you've been doing a good job, but I've
1: I've interviewed over forty people. I know how to. Interview oh, I'm not putting
0: your people. interviewing skills in question. I'm. I'm just, no, I
1: know. I'm just saying. I've interviewed a lot of people. I know how to interview.
0: Hmm. I just but didn't know I, that you know someone knew um, coming out of it. You know how much they really need to know, but because I think uh, specificity is one of those. If you need to sit down and read the book, if you're going to know that.
1: No, you pick it up. It, it's something you do pick up. You're like, I really need to target this thing, and it's not working. So you you come across specificity, or you learn about. How to target things better mm-hmm. and like make it more specific.
0: Well, that's a, you see. I really like the nth of type and the um the first, last, yeah, all the pseudos. Those are
1: fine for. So, how would you stripe a table?
0: <coughs> um, I'd have to look up the nomenclature, but it's something like you know, um, nth um, nth of type odd or something like that.
1: All right. Yeah. See, at least you've heard of the nth. Yeah, I'd I
0: have to. I'd have box. to look up how to actually. Uh, I don't do that one often, so I'd. I'd have to use a reference for that. But well, that's fine. Everyone does. What's do flexbox? What's what? Flexbox. Oh, I'm embarrassed now because I did know. Uh-huh. And because
1: I you're very good at CSS3.
0: Well, I mean, I know what it is. I just don't. I'm not associating the term with anything here. Flexbox
1: um, is the new layout engine in CSS3.
0: Okay, with the columns and the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't associate names with that. If you wanna, if you want some floats done, I got gotcha. you. You want a whole length column? I got gotcha. you.
1: What's the difference between absolute and fixed?
0: All right, got gotcha you here. Um, fixed is going to be fixed to the actual uh, uh, coordinates beginning with zero zero on your screen. Absolute still can...
1: zero zero? Huh? Where's zero, 0 at?
0: Zero is the upper left. Okay. Um absolute I don't know how to put it in terms, but it is um I'm probably gonna be wrong when I say this I hear it in my head and I don't like it, but I like it it's still in line, but um it's uh, i don't know how to put this in words. I'm actually gonna look up the definition because I don't know how to put this in words CSS. <laughs>
1: tell me what you're thinking don't look it up tell me oh, what you're I already looked it up I thought you were very good at c s s three man come on this is c s s one and two. Not even three.
0: Yeah, but you're giving me technicals. Like I said, I I can't answer those. You said
1: you were good at it.
0: I'm going to share something on screen with you. I'm going to show you what I'm working on. Give me just a second. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Share screen. Mm -hmm. So today
0: I was building this. You see what I'm circling?
1: No, I'm seeing your recording.
0: Oh, wrong screen.
1: Yeah, you're not that good at it.
0: (laughs) All right. You see that?
1: Yeah, I see All that. Right.
0: So what I've been doing is just doing the UI element of, for the navigation menu.
1: Why would you do that on desktop? Why I would have... you have a hamburger on a desktop?
0: I have reasons.
1: No, don't. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You want no? no the... you
1: don't do hamburgers on desktop. Oh, yes, it's you terrible.
0: do. The the trend here of what we're trying to communicate and, and I mean we the the community the communal we everybody is that the navigation needs to fade into the background. You need to provide the stuff Straight up, uh, people shouldn't be confronted with a whole list of options and um, navigation structures. It should still be there proper in the HTML. But uh, you shouldn't be giving people a bunch of. uh, No, um,
1: what should happen is you should see the navigation, and as you get narrower, it becomes a hamburger. It shouldn't be a hamburger on a desktop.
0: Um, yeah no but i, that I, is I, bad I uh, no i know that that's the given standard um yes, correct but i you want i want the navigation to fade in here's here's the bottom line i think if you're doing your page design properly all of those elements that the users going to interact with should be there if you can get the navigation out of their way i do think that's where we're going to go in the future i don't like to do what's the current now i like to look and see what's going to be the current five years from now and I don't think we're going to have navigation menus and all these links on footers and everything in, in five years. I think the, the page design needs to improve. All right, well. My voice is starting to die. I got to go. All right, man. It's, I um, just
1: wanted you to think about... It's getting pretty being, painful. I just wanted you to think about, be careful when you say you're very good at CSS3.
0: I Compared to the an average person who dabbles in this, I would say I am.
1: You just say you're good at it. That's all.
0: Yeah. Just giving you a hard time. Well, I told you that I'm. I i did not mean to say really, really. I said I will stick with one really.
1: You don't need to stay one really. All right, man. Be yeah.
0: good. All right, I will catch you get later. I'm. Um, I, I am, and I'll. <coughs> oh, I'll see you Friday. But um, I gotta shake this thing first. Gentlemen, until next time, take care.